what goes up must come down. Welcome to the Brand Breakdown. I'm Michelle. And I'm Courtney. And this is where we're going to track the rise and fall of big brands, from companies to celebs to pop culture phenoms and everything in between. Let's get started. And welcome back to the Brand Breakdown. So glad you're with us. We apologize that we were unable to drop an episode earlier in the week, but our good friend Courtney, she had the cocoa. I have cocoa. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm much better than I was a couple days ago, but I'm I'm doing well. I'm on the mend, 100%, I think, so yay. Thankfully, except for now your whole family has cocoa. Yeah. We tried really hard to isolate. So my oldest and I got it and we were trying really hard to stay away from the youngest and my husband, but that's really hard to do when the oldest is only six and he desperately wants to play with his little brother. And so now we've all got it just in time for Christmas. So (laughs) we will be hanging out at home for yet another COVID Christmas isolated by ourselves. Oh, I know we were talking about it yesterday and your baby has not even had a normal Christmas yet. Yeah. Never in his whole um, life. Three, he's three and a half and he's never had a Christmas unaffected by COVID, which is such a bummer. Man, but I mean, on the same time, I he know, doesn't know any so different, sorry. you know? So like <laughs> when, the, when he finally gets like a real Christmas where he's like doing all the things, yeah. he's going to be like, oh man, I was really missing yeah. out. Just cause like, what the heck? I'm sorry. Yeah. You said a bunch of people up north were masking. Yeah. Um, is that, yeah. Um. So my husband and I were talking about it. We are always like so careful. And, you know, I had to go to New York a couple times last month. And both times I went to New York, I wore my mask on the train to and from both ways. And when you go to Target and the grocery store, there's always people wearing masks. And so how I ended up with COVID, I think it must have been when I volunteered at my son's school, which was about a week before I started feeling sick. So I probably got some, like an extra high dose of little kid germs <laughs> from being around mm, hundreds yeah. of them at one time. But I just feel so silly because I'm usually really good about, you know, wearing my mask and staying away from people who are sniffling. And right before Christmas, I decided to let my guard down, I guess. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, down here in the South, nobody wears a mask. I mean, like maybe one in 500 people I'll see with a mask on, but really, you know, it's a kind of a hand waving, like no COVID here, no COVID to see here. (laughs) It's like, Um, we're just, or flu. That's the thing. Like, even if you're not, you know, if you're not like worried about COVID or whatever, like I, during the COVID years, when my kids were wearing masks to school and stuff, I never got sick. I never got a cold. And I was like, you know, this is kind of nice. And now that they don't wear masks anymore at school, someone has been consistently sick in our house since September. And I'm like, could we bring back (laughs) the germ filters, please? Because kids are Petri dishes. Although I did hear, I did hear that all that masking for all those years for all of us actually opened us up to more sickness because our immune systems are less effective because we weren't being constantly bombarded with viruses that we just don't get. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. So, well, I'd like um, to invite anyone worried about that to hang out at my kids' schools um, because they'll get all the germs to make up for it very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. All right. Um, So anyway, today we're going to just do um, a quick recap of the week's news, the week's royal news, and to kind of hear what's happening. And as usual, as usual, our friends 
Harry and Meghan have made the news. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what they have going on? Bless their sweethearts. I'm starting to feel sorry for them. I know. I feel like it's at the point where it's like, do they have to keep being the butt of the joke? Um, and it turns out they do until they get <laughs> All their the jokes. <laughs> until they get their stuff together. Um, they're going to keep being the butt of the joke. And this year, they are, you know, super, super lucky. They have been nominated or proclaimed the holiday hypocrites and the biggest losers of Hollywood. Um, you can head down to the Kitson store and have your photo taken with a big sign in, of Harry and Meghan that says they are people of the year for being the biggest hypocrites of the year. Um, so poor Harry and Meghan just kind of can't catch a break. We then have Meghan has recently appeared in a commercial, her first quasi acting gig. It is for Clever Brand Coffee, which is a company that she invests in. And she is, she's a background extra in the commercial, but you know, it's very tongue in cheek. She's not actually an extra. The point is that like, oh my gosh, that's Meghan Markle in the background. But she's just doing this little kind of quiet cameo appearance in a coffee commercial. So I guess that's that's something for her putting her putting herself back out there in the acting world, I guess. Um, and well, she would have made money for that, which is good because would she know? Because as an investor in the company, because the commercial is it's the CEO of the company doing, you know, just like talking about the company and then there's Megan in the background. So I was wondering, did she get paid for that? Or is it kind of like a, as an investor in the company, she, she helped pay for the commercial, you know, like how does that work compensation wise? Well, you have to wonder too, like how much, um, cachet does she still have in terms of her brand so that people will look and see that she's drinking whatever kind of coffee it is. And they're like, Oh my gosh, we got to run out and get that coffee. Like George Clooney reps Nespresso, which PS is the whole entire reason I brought, bought a Nespresso machine like four or five years ago. Now it's the best <laughs> coffee on the planet, but I bought it cause he was hot um, and he told me to drink it. So I totally drink that every day, but I just wonder how much cachet she still has in terms of her celebrity branding. Yeah. I mean, I don't, know. I don't yeah, I don't know. And this brand, her partnership with this brand was announced last year or the year before, I believe. I'm pretty sure that this is the product that it was like one of Oprah's favorite things a couple years ago. Um, if you go to their website, she's right on the homepage. There's a little quote of her, one of my favorite ways to start the day, five stars and Megan Duchess of Sussex, you know, credited right there. But outside of that, I've never, I've never heard of it. I've never seen anybody talk about it. I've never met a person in my life who has tried it. And it's apparently a, I'm looking at the website right now. It says sip smarter, feel better barista style lattes packed with perks. And then it's got a creamy coffee shop texture with adaptogens, mushrooms, and probiotics. So it's not really coffee. It's kind of like a, their flavors are like mocha, super latte, sleepy time, super latte, chai, super latte, and matcha, super latte. So these are not, it's not really coffee. It's some sort of better for you probiotic type of thing. Um, but I've never heard of anybody who, oh, they have teas as well. If you're not a coffee person, you're a tea person. Um, but I've never heard of anybody who has tried it before. So 
if you've tried it, let us know. Well, their web, their web, yeah, their website is nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. And if you sign up today, you can get 25% off. <laughs> uh, now, I drink this stuff called, oh, crap. What's it called? Oh, Rise, which is an adaptogenic mushroom coffee, which tastes like dirt. But I like it. Um, and I think it's delicious. But I like things that taste kind of earthy. So there's that. And I also drink bio coffee, which is like completely alkaline Arabica coffee with wheatgrass. Oh. It's also delicious. And I really, if you wanted to switch from, you know, high octane coffee to decaf, um, bio coffee is the way to go. Like it really. I don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but here I'm for the sure caffeine. People. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who don't want to drink coffee. Um, but, but I mean, clever coffee looks good. Maybe she's just repping it because she, she invests in it. Like I'm, I'm, I can get behind that, Yeah, but that's not really like her brand failing right no, now. No, um, it's just an interesting little place yeah, to see think, her pop up. Yeah. I think in addition to the Kitson, there was also the whole South Park episode. Did we talk about that yet? I don't think we've talked about it. I haven't seen it. So I don't think we ever talked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They call her, they call them Harry and Meghan grifters on the episode of South Park. I'm pretty sure. Well, um, makes sense. So, yeah. So I feel, I just have to tell you, and I know that, that, I mean, you guys feel free to drop a note in the comments, but I am starting to feel sorry for them. I feel like the backlash is so intense for everything that they've done in the last couple of years that I don't think they anticipated the kind of backlash that they've created and i truly don't think that they thought that in game was gonna end their game yeah the way that it has like that has really been a colossal backlash it's been terrible for them yeah i think that um, um end game did a lot more harm than good even if they weren't involved in it the rumor now is that wme which is megan's agency they're very skeptical about working with her going forward because they're, you know, it's like, did she have involvement? Even if she didn't have involvement, this has really tarnished her kind of public image. Can, can she be saved slash revived? Or is this like a more trouble than it's worth type of situation? Um, so whether or not they were involved and again, Megan and Harry firmly deny any involvement, but we've heard that from them before. Um, but they say they were not involved. So we'll take them at their word, I guess. Um, but like, it's not a great look when their agency is reportedly being like, Ooh, maybe we just don't even want to bother anymore. This isn't, this isn't worth our time. Yeah. That would be a really sh a shame for Megan because I think she would have a hard time finding new representation if Tummy and me dropped her, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that would be be difficult. So what else um, have they been doing this week? And then is there any other Royal news? Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll start with some other or I'll talk about some other royal stuff and then we can get into kind of one of the biggest stories of Harry and Meghan this week. Um, but so quickly, William was in Kuwait this week to pay respects after the death of the Sheik. So he took a obviously when someone dies, pretty last minute flight over there um, in his father's place, which is very typical of how the royal family, the British royal family do things. The head of state doesn't typically attend funerals unless it's someone they were personally very close with. They send a representative in their place. Um, so William was in Kuwait. Um, and then we have the royal family lunch took place today at Windsor. And so every year, the royal family all gather at Sandringham House. And so in the past, that had been the queen, her children, and their children. So it's a pretty small group. 
And in order to celebrate with their larger extended royal family and relatives, you know, second cousins and great aunts and uncles and all of that, they still have a large family lunch before everybody heads up heads up to Norfolk and goes to Sandrium. So that lunch took place today. And so if you head on over to the various royal watching spots of the internet, you'll see a lot of photos of different family members coming and going. That's when we get to see people like Lady Amelia Windsor, um, Lord Frederick and his wife, Sophie Winkleman, and some of the some of the folks who are royal, royal adjacent-ish in that they are members they're related to the royal family, but they are not necessarily royal. Um, so that event took place today. That's always a fun event to kind of do your royal watching on because, like I said, we get to see people we don't usually see throughout the rest of the year. Last week, I believe it was last week, um, we also had Catherine's Christmas Carol event that she did at Westminster Abbey. And so we got to see loads of the Royals. We also saw the Middleton family in attendance and we saw a lot of the Royal kids, which was great. So Princess Beatrice was there and her stepson Wolfie attended with her and her husband Ido, which was wonderful because we don't get to see Wolfie out that much um, as he is not, you know, a member of the Royal family, but he attended and it was really sweet to see him and his stepmom walking into church holding hands and it looks like he just gets along with her really well and they have a cute little relationship. Um, and then we saw obviously all of the Wales children. We saw, I believe, Lord Freddie and his wife Sophie, I believe they brought their kids because the focus of the event was on children. So where in the past we've seen more of the grown-up royals attend this event, in this case we saw a lot of the little kids, which was really fun. We also had today, earlier today, it came out that Mike Tyndall, who is Zara's husband, and he is famous in his own right. He was a rugby player. He's now retired, but he was a very famous rugby player. And he has a podcast called The Good, The Bad, and The Rugby. And he's quite a character. He always has been. He's always been very like loud and boisterous and kind of out and about, just a kind of a typical athlete type of <laughs> type of celebrity um on the podcast he made a crack that um in the family they call William one pint Willie because apparently he is not a heavy drinker and cannot really hold his alcohol very well um and then he instantly was <laughs> like oh I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that um but so the good the bad and the rugby is always a fun listen because when Mike talks about his family you get to hear kind of these like little things about the royal family that you'd never hear otherwise. And he always, the Tyndalls have a really close relationship with the Waleses. And so we always get these little kind of little tidbits that you're like, oh, they never would have let anybody else say that. But because Mike is saying it, it's okay. And it's just really fun. And um, the good, the bad, and the rugby is where they did that, where Catherine, Princess Anne, and William did that um, live video cast a few months ago before right during Invictus, yeah, like right, right at the start of Invictus when they talked about the world rugby championships um so that's what that podcast is yeah it's really funny I like that podcast he's a character he really is a character yeah he's he's fun what else you got for us this week all right and then now the very last bit of royal news this week is that 
Harry's phone hacking case has finally met its resolution. He he brought 33, I don't know how you would say it, like 33 charges, I guess, against the parent company of the Daily Mail, claiming yeah. that 20 years ago they hacked his phone. Um, and we were- Oh my we, gosh, was it that long ago? Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Everything in all of the charges were specifically related it was either specific to him or his ex-girlfriend, Chelsea Davy. So none of this has anything to do with Megan. None of this stuff has anything to do with anything that's been going on recently. It's from 20 years ago. And we had reported last week that he had lost a portion of the case outright and that he was ordered to pay like $60,000 in fees. Um, and then they ruled on the specific instances of phone hacking. And of the 33 that he had accused the Daily Mail of, or the parent company of the Daily Mail, he won 15 of those. However, the it was really interesting because the ones that he lost, the, the judge's summaries were really funny. And it was things like, this is clearly information that was found in a press release available from Buckingham Palace, or this was lazy reporting by the Daily Mail, but it had already appeared somewhere else. And so the judge is pointing out, like, this has nothing to do with your phone. This was just, you know, this information was available elsewhere at the time. But what I found very interesting is that Harry, and I believe it was during Spare, he made a big point to say that, you know, 20 years ago when all this phone hacking stuff initially started, his brother had settled out of court and there was this secret settlement and Harry was like cut out of it and he didn't get his fair opportunity because of whatever reason. And part of the thing that was kind of silly about that is that when William settled out of court for what a sum of money that is rumored to be around a million dollars, but we're not entirely sure, part of it was because it wasn't even William's phone that had been hacked. It was Kate's and her phone had been hacked something like a hundred, it was like 149 times or something like a huge amount of times. So Harry comes in 20 years later and says, my phone was hacked too 33 times. And the judge says, no, 15 times your phone was hacked, which is, I'm not trying to make it sound as if that's like not a big deal. It totally is. And it's a complete violation of privacy and it never should have happened. But like, you know, 15 times compared to 149 times, there's a big difference there. But the thing of it is, the reason that William settled out of court is not because there was some like secret conspiracy against Harry. It's because with Harry going to court and letting this play out, we now know that definitively, like Harry is admitting in a court of law, things that were just rumored in the press. You know, the a newspaper had reported Harry did drugs and... People would say like, oh, what a ridiculous rumor. They're just reporting nonsense, da, 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 And then Harry goes and brings it to court saying, oh, they only could have known that if they hacked my phone. And it's like, so you admit it then. <laughs> you were on drugs. Okay, cool. And so, you know, William settled his case out of court in order to maintain his privacy. Harry took his case to court because he wanted as much attention and notoriety as his brother got. And he wanted to also try to get as much money as his brother got. In the end, I think Harry was awarded $180,000, which, I mean, if someone gave me $180,000, I'd be like, cool, that's amazing. But I imagine for Harry, that's not the amount he was looking for. Um, but the fact is like now he's had to go in a court of law and admit 
to these things that previously, A, people had forgotten about because it was 20 years ago, and B, were just speculation before. Yeah, exactly. So he he uh, solidified what people had either not given a crap about mm-hmm. or always suspected. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's just like another example of Harry and Meghan. Like, they just did the stupid thing. They made the wrong choice because had they just let it go, and also not even... Not even Megan, right? Because a lot of these things had to do with Harry's ex-girlfriend. Um, but if Harry had just let it go, we wouldn't now be talking about the dumb shit he did in his early 20s or his late teens. Like, And now we're back to talking about that stuff again. And it's like his quest to be as important as his brother and get everything he feels he is owed so that he can feel like he's on par with his brother – just makes him continue to make stupid choices. You know, and I'm not even sure. I mean, I think that's part and parcel of his issue, but I also think he is so desperate to get his truth out there, regardless of whether or not it's the truth, it's his truth. And he's so desperate to get that out there all the time. And and I just think that there has to come a time where you do some self-reflection and think like, does everybody really need to know this? Right. Do we all need to, does everyone need to speculate? Right. Because once you put it out there, everybody is speculating. Yeah. So, you know, I feel sorry for him because I think that you can keep some things private and just let people think what they think. Because um, I guess, oh gosh, now I'm not going to remember who said it, but I love the line. And I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. Like what other people think of you is none of your business. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, granted people do it in the papers and stuff like that, but he doesn't have to take that to heart. Right. You know, although I bet it would be hard. I would hate for people to constantly be vilifying me in the press. And the thing is, I understand his desire to, you know, like his privacy was violated. They hacked his phone. They listened to his voicemails and they listened to Chelsea's voicemails. And that's like, that's gotta be really horrifying to know that somebody is like, spying on your private conversations and so I understand in that regard him wanting people to you know not to sound dramatic about it but like be brought to justice over that and for them to have to acknowledge that like yes we did that and it was wrong but because he insisted on doing it publicly where he said you know there had been this he literally in spare said there was like a conspiracy against him and that's why William settled his out of court or whatever and settled his privately and it's like no William was trying to maintain his privacy and during a case where his privacy had been violated he took the extra step of maintaining his privacy by not dragging it through court and Harry could have done the same thing but like there's something about him that needs the attention and in his statement, his lawyer read a statement and it said, they, they say, when you try to slay dragons, you'll be burned. And it's like, Oh my God, you're just the most melodramatic person. (laughs) Like you're not slaying dragons. This is not a landmark case. This is the remnants of a 20 year old incident. And you just look like somebody who can't for a second, not have the attention on you. And it's just kind of sad and pathetic. In my opinion. Yeah, I've, I understand. And, but I am beginning to feel a little bit sorry for them, even though we're perpetuating their gossip <laughs> to some degree. I still think that they have they have really vilified their own brand. <laughs> it's really yeah. terrible. They just keep making the wrong choice. 
Yes. Yes. I am so with you. It's so it's just so no it's so weird because they I feel like they keep making the wrong choice and whoever is advising them either they're not either they're ignoring someone who's giving good advice or they are getting horrible advice and need to fire somebody but either way it just seems like I don't know they don't have the right people on their side they need somebody to say like you're really doing the and honestly they had those people saying like you need to let this go you don't need to fight every step of the way like it's okay and that's what was happening when they were in the royal family and they didn't like that they didn't like being told let it go just you know just turn the other cheek just let them write what they're gonna write you don't have to fight back every time and so that's how we've gotten to where we are because they just could they just can't abide by that and it's getting them nowhere (laughs) Yes, well, that's true. It, actually, it's getting them less than nowhere. It's moving them backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you're 100% right. Well, so that is the royal wrap-up for the week ending December the 22nd. So um, if you guys have any tidbits or you have any comments, please drop that and let us know. Drop us a line. Um, otherwise, uh, look for us for our next episode, which is all about the beginning of Kate Middleton. And then um, after that, we're going to still get back to Nostalgia Toys uh, once our friend Courtney is totally cured of the cocoa. Yeah. (laughs) So, and um, if you're not able to listen anytime for the rest of the week, we wish everybody happy holidays. (laughs) Uh,